0: Welcome to Tree Dog Tuesday, only on the Fueled by Joy Working Dog Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again, Tree Dog Tuesday. We got a fantastic show in store for you today. Uh, We are going to be joined by the new pro sport truck hunt winner, Wes Hamilton. Uh, he's going to talk about red and the the run up and the hunt at Mercer, Missouri, where he was able to bring home a brand new pickup. Uh, we are going to tackle some listener questions that you have emailed me. And uh, yeah, going to be a fun filled show. A lot of good info. Uh, going to be a great time. Stay tuned. Joy Super Meal 3020 is one of my favorite formulas. Uh, It has added pumpkin meal for sensitive stomachs and increased available calcium, added magnesium for quick muscle repair, 510 kcals per cup, yes, 510. Uh, Omega-3 and 6 fatty acids for healthy skin and coat, added glucosamine and chondroitin for joint health. All proteins are 97% digestible. I think that's pretty dang good and it is formulated with 100% American ingredients. It's great for females getting ready to have puppies. It's even great for puppies. Uh, I recommend it for those super hard hunted dogs that are getting really pounded, especially during the winter. Uh, It's what I feed when I'm hunting through the colder months, and I love it. So, uh, if you want Fueled by Joy, if you want Joy Super Meal 3020, go to joydogfood.com or give us a call, 1-800-245-4125. Alright guys, it's going to be a great show. Uh, fantastic listener questions have been sent in to me. Uh, it's been really overwhelming, uh, the amount of feedback we get from this podcast. Uh, overwhelming in a good way. Man, we appreciate you guys sending this stuff in. Uh, it's been fantastic. I'm always impressed and a little bit humbled when someone asks little old me for advice. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be giving it. I don't know. But uh, yeah, we have we have some good techniques as far as training young dogs. Uh, that's kind of where I like to focus most of my efforts uh, when it comes to handler questions and getting dogs ready for major events uh finley is a much better resource than i am just for the simple fact that you know he's done it at the highest level and won at the highest level and you know while i've had some success in hunts uh not the not at the level that these guys have you know uh you got I don't know. I've probably made career lifetime earnings between PKC and all the other kennel clubs that pay money and stuff about a third of what Finley has. And so, uh, when guys like Wes Hamilton, who's getting ready to be on here and, you know, Joe Manning and dual Murphy and, and Jed Finley, when they give handler advice, I, I listen, uh, you know, Steve Yant tells me, you know, you should do this in a cast, Ryan Croson, you know, I'm, I'm going to do that. And so, yeah, it's important to, to humble yourself and to take advice. Um, I'll do my best to give it. Oh, we got some great questions. Uh, I really appreciate you guys sending them in. And, uh, you know, I think we'll probably get started off with that uh, before we get into, you know, our, our little short interview with Wes. Uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, whatever, email to them, email them to josh at joydogfood.com dot com what i do is i get those in my email i put them in a little side folder uh, sometimes i'll reply but most times i, I just put it over there because i don't want to read it until we're getting ready to answer these questions for tree dog tuesday and so yeah let's just get started let's get start off with the first one um, rebecca ag she sent me a great one uh, how do you guys go about getting dogs in peak shape for a major event and tiptoeing that line of pushing them too far to the point of fatigue. Uh, Do you have a cookie cutter approach or is it dog specific? Do you just hunt or road and swim dogs as well? Great question, Rebecca. Thank you for sending it in. And yes, it is dog specific. Um, Some dogs get, some dogs are are better with a layoff. You know, right before an event, Duds was one of those dogs. Uh, Scent is one of those dogs. And Shock is one of those dogs. Um, some dogs look better hunted and roaded and exercised really hard all the way up to the day of the event. Uh, some of them dogs, uh, I think I need to tie them behind the truck and drive to the event, you know, slowly, of course, I don't want to pull a national lampoon's vacation on them, but, uh, it is dog specific. Um, a lot of it has to do with the age of the dog. A lot of it has to do with the temperament of the dog. And it's important for the handler to recognize that. Uh, you see these guys 30, 30 straight nights, boot leather, all that stuff. Well overhunting a dog is a thing, especially in the summer, now that we hunt all summer long. And so while it is super important for that dog to be in top physical form, it's also super important for that dog to be well rested. Uh, I look at a, at as an athlete. Uh, I'm a mis, mixed martial arts guy. I love MMA. And so you look at these guys that go through a 12 week training camp and that last week, you know, they're, they're cutting weight and they're doing things, but they're, they're not just destroying their bodies anymore. They're not hard sparring very often. Uh, They're getting rested, recuperated, and getting their body built back up to compete. And I, it's kind of the same thing I'd like to do with the dogs. And so uh, you take a dog like scent, for example, scent is an older dog. Uh, she's coming, she is nine, I believe now, or close to it, and she's one all over the planet. She knows how to tree raccoons. That's not the problem. Uh, the problem is you have to keep her in peak physical shape, and she has to be interested. And sometimes layoffs are what interests her, uh, To me, you know, you give her time off, and when you get her back out, she's really focused on tree and coons, so I like to road scent. Uh, Con was the same way. Once these dogs got age and and they know what's going on, they've been in multiple casts, uh, it's important to keep them in physical shape, and they don't need hunted every night. Yeah, it's great to keep them hunted up, but I like to just give those older dogs two, three nights a week A couple easy nights, you know, hour and a half, two hours loose. Uh, One hard night where I hunt them, put them up, and then go back out and get them, you know, an hour or two later. Just kind of simulate a late round and go there. And on the days I'm not hunting, I'll road them. Uh, I have roading bars and harnesses for a four-wheeler. You know, I'll strap them up, get, you know, a good six, seven miles in, uh, weather depending you know if it's super hot you got to be really careful with the dog and so yeah you know that's what we're going to do with them and then that last week you know one or two easy nights monday tuesday give them wednesday thursday off or even you know tuesday wednesday thursday off give them three nights off let them rest let them recoup uh keep them super hydrated and go from there uh with the younger dogs like brandy for instance we're Preparing her right now for another Pro Sport Truck Series event out in Newton, Illinois, and we got a month. She'd just come out of heat. Uh, we hunted her pretty hard until she came into heat. She's had a couple weeks off now, three weeks off. Uh, she's put on a, a little extra weight. Not bad, you know, so it's important for her. She's a two-year-old. She's wound up. Um, I hunted her last night. Uh, it was her first night out uh, since coming coming out of heat. And I will road her today, uh, three miles probably, and then I will hunt her again tonight. I will just put all kinds of pressure on her. Her legs are young, her body's young. She's a high-strung, high-drive dog, and so she can take it. Uh, I want to get her. I want to really break her down physically before I build her back up, and she can be tired and recuperate a lot quicker. One night off is an equivalent. To a two-year-old dog, as three nights off for an old dog. Um, they don't need the the rest and recovery time, just like I'm over forty years old now. You know, I I I get a good good workout in. I'm going to need a couple days. Uh, Twenty years ago, didn't matter. And so it's very similar with the dogs. You know, be mindful of the dog's age, be mindful of the dog's personality and demeanor, and. Just go from there. I mean, it's not a cookie cutter approach, but those dogs, especially in the summer, I can't stress how important it is to not have a lot of extra weight on a dog. Uh, Cardiovascularly, they need to be in fantastic shape because not only are they going to perform better in the woods, but it's also better for the dog. You know, there's a lot of heat issues in the summertime, especially in the south, and we want to keep our dogs safe and healthy and healthy and the best way to prevent things like a, like a heat stroke or something like that is to have the dog in peak physical form. So that's what I do. It is dependent on the dog. Uh, but just either way, uh, there's hunting is the best exercise. Uh, I, swimming is fantastic, but I don't have the facilities to swim one. Um, so we do a lot of rodent. We, we will put the rodent harness on the, on the ranger, or we'll put it on the four wheeler and We'll take off and, you know, the dogs like it uh, when I pull up, most of them, since not a fan, <laughs> but most of them, when I pull up with the roading bars hanging off the the four-wheeler and, you know, I get their, their harness out, they're good to go. They, they love it. And also, if you are going to road a dog, I do suggest a harness. Uh, you're much less apt to injure their neck. If something happened. You know, I like to have a harness on them and, and rode them that way. So that's what we do. Uh, Appreciate the question, Rebecca. That was fantastic. Uh, That was a good one. So, yeah, keep them in shape, boys and girls. All right, this next question comes in from Jacob Marshall. Uh, This is a question we get all the time. Um, Or I get all the time. Uh, And it's puppy stuff. You know, Jacob has a seven-month-old male walker. Uh, he's been hunting him alone, haven't got much out of him, which, you know, seven months, pretty young dog. Uh, past few weeks, he's been hunting him with a pup trainer. He stays gone. He hangs around the tree, but he isn't really opening on track or he's not really treeing. He did say he will get after the coon when it hits the ground. Um, what is the next step? He says, continue hunting him with pup trainer or do you tie him at the tree and don't let him have any of the coon until he starts treeing. Or do you continue to let let him have uh, some of these coons that are getting knocked out to an older dog? Um, First things first, what are your goals for the dog? Uh, That's the first thing I always ask anybody. Are you looking to compete with the dog? Do you want an independent dog? Do you want something that's going to try to focus on being alone? Uh, Or do you want a dog that'll pack up and and tree with a pack? Both of those are okay. There's nothing wrong with either. Um, for what we do, independence is uh, not only uh, what we're geared towards, but it's a must. I mean, yeah, we do want them to cover a little bit out of the truck on a hot coon. They get a treat on a coon treat on them. You know, get in there and get a piece of it. That's fine. But uh, after that, get by yourself. And so to do that, we never, ever uh, reward a dog that comes to a tree second um and it's important to do that throughout the dog's life if that's your goal if your goal is to have something that you can hunt with your buddies and you know it runs in trees and and does the things and maybe gets off by itself or it's first every now and then then yeah keep hunting with that pup trainer um i would tie the bat dog back a little bit until it starts treeing anyway you know, just for the simple fact that you, when you frustrate those dogs, that's a big training tool is frustration. And so, I would tie the dog back. But if you're looking to compete with that dog, I don't care if it's eight weeks old and it goes in there and just blows up behind the old dog and trees every breath. Don't give it that coon kind of, ever. They remember uh, these dogs are smart. Uh, when they can follow an old dog and and just tree and sound good and get rewarded for it, they're gonna keep doing it, and they're gonna remember that It is so hard to get that out of a dog that's been rewarded for covering uh you're gonna run into habits where if you do that, they're gonna cover trees without coon they're gonna truck they'd cover a tree with a possum. you know they're not running the track and treeing they are. Barking behind the old dog and barking up a tree because the old dog is—that's what they're doing at first. Ninety-nine point nine percent of them—they uh, are—they're just mimicking what their kennel mate does or or what the dog that's doing the work does. And then you run in there and you knock it out and, and you reward them for it. They're just going to keep doing it, and it does—it just takes once. These dogs got good memories. They're sharper than we give them credit for. And they're going to make a habit out of that. And so I have pretty much the same process that I do with all my puppies. Uh, We always have an old dog available. So, you know, I start toting them early. Uh, They're three and a half, four months old. Uh, They've been in the dog box and out in the daytime a lot. Uh, I'll start packing them at night too. And everything's fun then. Just let them do what they want. Um... You know, make sure you can catch them before you turn them loose. <laughs> that all starts in the yard. But uh, let them have fun. Let them do what they want. And if one of those puppies, which it happens, they go in there and they're with the old dog. And they even if they run in tree the first time, they're not getting none of that. I will tie that dog back. Uh, we're blessed enough to be able to drive to a lot of our trees. So if it's a situation where I can get the buggy right by the tree, uh, I will tie the puppy back. Uh, Remember that that these dogs have to be tied out and leash broke and all that stuff before any of this happens. Uh, My dogs, my puppies get tied up and are trained to lead and load and all that stuff before I take them to the woods the first time. Uh, Because the last thing you want is to tie that puppy off at a tree and he don't know what's going on. He's got this thing around his neck. He's never experienced that before. And all of a sudden he's freaking out. Now he's had a bad experience. So Make sure their leash broke. Make sure they've been tied out before. But you get to that tree, you tie the puppy back. uh, You knock that that coon out to the old dog. And if the puppy really goes crazy and really wants a piece of that thing, which isn't always, and if they do or don't, it's not a big deal when they're young. um, If they really are going nuts and they want a piece of that, I will leave leave it right there. I will take the old dog to the truck, throw him in it, come back, do a drag for the puppy, hang the coon up to where I know it can't get to it, and I'll turn it loose. If he tracks and trees that drag, I will pull it out and let him chew on it then. That's the only time. He has to do some work or she has to do some work to get rewarded. They don't get rewarded for just standing there. And uh, once they do that, you know, I'll start mixing some hunts in by themselves. I'll try to find them some road coon, some easy coon. Uh, and once they start treeing those easy coon by themselves, they don't see another dog until they're good at tree and coons again. Once they're good at tree and coons again, or once they're good at tree and coons, then, you know, they've treed 35, 40 coons by themselves. I will put them back in a crowd and they'll never see the woods alone again. Very rarely. We don't turn them loose alone after that because our goal is to win hunts. You can't work on things on a dog by itself in my opinion, the things that you need to work on. Once you know the dog's good at tree and coons alone, there's no sense in turning it loose alone if your goal is to win coonuts. Uh, You can't work on any of the situations that arise in a cast if you're hunting the dog alone very often. Now, there are occasions and there are special dogs that you can get ready for an event all by themselves. Uh, I don't do it that way. A lot of people do, and a lot of people have success with it. But what I do... And, you know, all my puppies have the same progression, it seems like. Uh, turn them loose with the old dogs, get them tree and drags, and then get them tree and easy coon, and then hunt them alone and work on going hunting, recutting, things like that, and then put them back in a crowd. But under no circumstances do I give them pups a coon for just being there or for following the old dog or for tree and second. No way would I ever do that. Uh... Tying dogs back is a fantastic tool. Not only do you not want to get your dog chewed up, especially a puppy, uh, but every time I'm at a hunt, I walk to a tree. The first thing you do is snap your dog up and tie it back. They have to just get used to that little step. And that's just one more thing to do. So, uh, yeah, what I would do is quit giving, quit rewarding the dog for just being there, uh, frustrate the dog. If your goal is to win hunts, uh, tie it back all the time. If your goal is to just have a have a dog that will pack around and, and tree with the dogs and maybe tree a coon or two, then by all means, still tie it back. But, uh, you know, when it starts running and treeing, you can let it have some. That's okay. So, yeah, great question, question Jacob. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, let's see if we can uh, tackle one more here. All right, this next question, uh, it's a long one. And I'm going to paraphrase. This was sent in by John Butcher. Uh, thanks, John, for sending this in. Um, first part of this question is also we're going to stick with the training of young dogs theme and knocking coons out and how uh, some of the things as far as regarding coons as a resource, especially in the Midwest, um, has changed over the years. Now, there are coon seasons and a lot of states, like Iowa, has just went to a year-round coon season on private ground. Uh, Missouri has extended theirs substantially. Uh, Oklahoma has a year-round season. Arkansas, year-round. So it has changed a lot for the simple fact that the coon numbers have exploded and uh, the coon hides are no longer valuable. Uh, Back in the day... You did not want to shoot coons out of season because that was another 20 or $30 that you might get in the fall. And so it was harder to tra- train young dogs back then. Uh, we like to use coons as the reward for what they're doing right. Uh, I think it makes it easier on the handler to be able to just... You know, if the dog does something good, you knock it out. If it doesn't, you don't, and it's easy for the dog to figure out. Hey, when I do this, I get rewarded when I do when I don't do this I don't and so uh yeah it has changed a lot uh there are still places with limited coon seasons and to reward your dog on a tree where it's illegal to harvest a coon out of is make things more complicated some dogs don't need coons uh I will say that I don't like those dogs I like the ones that thrive on coons cuz it just makes my job as a trainer easier so I can't really answer the question as to how do you reward dogs when you can't, you know, give them a coon. And the only thing you can do is pet them up, good boy, good girl, and uh, send them on. That makes you to have some negative reinforcement. That forces you to have negative reinforcement when a dog does something wrong at a tree. Um, you're getting after a dog a little bit when they tree is slick. Uh, you're doing... Things that you know I don't really like to do too much, for the simple fact that the dog has to have some kind of negative reinforcement for the habit or the the mistake that they made. And so, yeah, without in being a state with when you can only you know kill a coon to your dog a month or two a year, um, it makes it hard on a dog. It is harder on the trainer. It's harder on the dog, and I'll admit to that. Uh, I do not condone you know, going out and doing things illegal. But if, like what I do when it's the off season, I just go somewhere where it's a year-round coon season. I spend a lot of the summer in Oklahoma and places like that where it's legal to shoot them. Uh, Luckily, with work, you know, and my travels, I can go somewhere and, you know, now that Missouri has a, a really long season, it's not as big a deal, but before I could just go somewhere where, you know, it was legal. So yeah, that was the first part of that question. Um, the second part, uh, we're talking about dogs of yesteryear and dogs of today. And I'm like I said, I'm going to paraphrase John's question here. Uh, it says, uh, I'll, I'll quote a little bit of it. It just seems that in the 25 years since I've run dogs, there's just been a large change in expectations. Yet the scores do not show an increase in ability. Especially with the overpopulation of raccoons at this time, um, he goes on to say that you know dogs should treat coons closer instead of walking a mile and a half. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, first of all, the way we conduct these hunts has changed. The style of dog has changed. Uh, we have a lot more independent dogs. We do have dogs that tend to go further, and some of that due to the independence. Um, to be honest, we're also a lot more honest on the scorecard department. Uh, minus trees get minus more often now. Uh, dogs that make mistakes will take their minus a lot more often now than what I used to see 25 years ago. You know, I've been doing it for uh, probably, I don't know, 30 years, I've been in casts. And they they don't circle a lot of slicks like they used to. Uh, they're not plusing spider eyes a lot like they used to. They don't spot hunt like they used to. And so when we talk about scores, you're thinking of the, the, the thousand plus scores that are brought in in the Midwest to say an event like autumn oaks or something like that. Uh, those dogs were spot hunted. They were all packing up. They would be struck, treed, scored, uh, you know, in ten minutes or under a lot of times, and then they would move spots to another hot coon and all four dogs would be on the same tree again. Uh you take that same instance today. Uh let's turn four of these dogs loose on just a scolding hot coon. Well I hate to break it to you. One of them ain't gonna be there. It's still gonna be trailing. And so you pull two or three of the dogs off the cast and you recut them into that dog trailing. Now they're getting split up. And you're not gathering those dogs up very often and recutting them again on another hot coon. Um, yes, there are some big scores that are turned in, but with the style of dog, it is just not plausible to have the scores that, that we used to have. Um, there are also... There's more... You're, with four dogs with their own tree, uh, you've got more apt to make a mistake, you know, just just on sheer numbers. Say you're making... Uh, six trees, seven trees in a hunt, all four dogs are on it. Uh, one dog gets second strike, second tree on all of them, he's going to have a better score than the dog that went and treed three coons by itself. And if you're making seven trees with four dogs on it, or four dogs are making three trees apiece, you know, and you're making 12 trees, you're more apt to, to uh, have a minus tree here and there. Uh, your strike is going to be a lot less because everything that's getting recut is striking for a quarter. You know, the strike isn't open back up very often. And so, yeah, your scores just aren't going to be higher. But does that make the dogs worse? No, no. To me, it makes them better. Uh, you've got dogs that have an independent streak. Uh, they have to have their coons to, you know, win. You know, these dogs are so good anymore and they're so accurate. And one of the reasons they're accurate is because they go a long ways looking for that perfect coon. And one of the reasons they do that is because it's faster. Give me a dog that moves out at 15 mile an hour and ambushes one all the time. uh, You're going to spend a good majority of the cast walking to him, but he's also going to be struck and treed really quick. And the name of the game is less time on the ground. Uh, You don't want that dog banging around and working a cold track. You don't want it. You know, trying to lay a coon up for 20 minutes at 200 yards, uh, because in that time there's going to be something in that cast that flies through the country, gets struck in tree, and you're going to spend an hour walking away from your dog. And so, yeah, that's why those dogs come about. We have we're we're seeing a little bit of a switch. Um, these dogs are more apt to cover out of the truck uh, to get in on a hot coon. Uh, we want that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, you know, dogs dogs conform to the rules. And right now, the rules favor, in some instances, the dog that blows through the country a lot. But they'll always favor the dogs that do it quickly. And so if you have a dog that trees them close and trees them quick, you are hard to beat. We're all looking for that. We don't want that dog that's... We don't want to walk a mile in there no more than the other three guys do. Uh, You know, we want a dog that trees them close and quick but that's harder to find than a guy thinks. Um, those dogs will, that are they're looking to gamble quickly will make some mistakes. Uh, it's just not as easy as it sounds, even with big coon numbers. You know, especially when uh, there's a lot of pressure going on around the dog. So anyway, that's my take on it. Uh, good question, John. Thank you. I know the scores are down, but the dogs are still better. Uh, they're more accurate, they're more independent and, you know, give me that dog that's, you know, second and second all night and he's going to get beat. And so, yeah, you may score a thousand, but that dog that's third and first is going to have, you know, 1250. So yeah, times have changed. Dogs have changed. Um, some think it's for the better. Some think it's for the worst, but I don't know. I've been doing it for Quite a while, and I prefer the the dogs of today versus the dogs of 20 years ago, especially considering 20 years ago if they treed before they were 18 months old, you're all excited. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, that's all we got for listener questions. We appreciate it. Uh, Like I said, we're going to get here with uh, Wes Hamilton. We're going to talk about Red, and we are going to talk about a brand-new Nissan pickup. So uh, stay tuned.
1: They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That may or may not be true, but you can fuel them with joy when you feed them Joy Maintenance Plus. Formulated for the nutrition needs of older and obese dogs with top shelf 100% American ingredients. Our Maintenance Plus is formulated with omega-3 and 6 fatty acids, glucosamine, chondroitin, zinc, and vitamin E to give your dog a shinier coat, healthier joints, and a stronger immune system. Fuel your dog with confidence when you are fueling them with joy, knowing that we have never had a single recall. Call 800-245-4125 or visit joydogfood.com to find a dealer near you.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by new truck, a new pro sport truck winner, Wes Hamilton. Wes was able to... uh, snag victory from the jaws of defeat, maybe you'd call it, Wes, out there at Mercer at the Pro Sport Hunt and you got you got Red in the finals and you and Chris Gay kind of teamed up with her and you were able to pull out the win. Let's let's start off by just telling me about Red
1: uh, well, I guess everybody pretty well knows Red because she's a letter mate for the dog that Ryan had, Laura Lee. Yeah. Um out of Josie Wells and kinda becoming a be a famous cross i guess uh, to say the least but uh we took a chance on her uh that's one thing about jr if he thinks there's a opportunity out there of buying a dog he's definitely not scared to buy one bought her and i re- didn't much really click with her very quickly um but things kind of started coming together in the last couple weeks she's been looking pretty good and um we had several entries at that hunt we'd actually took a couple other guys' entries that couldn't make it um so we got chris to come in and and uh he got a late round win and kind of got her in the semifinals for us but she's really just coming together honestly it's all cl- all clicking
0: you didn't just just get your hands on her and turn her loose the first time be like here it is this is ruby's replacement no it didn't quite work like that because i know i know you guys you've hunted quite a few of course you're still hunting ruby on occasion even uh yeah you know we've seen ruby in the not too far past you know she's been hunted a little bit last winter and uh early this spring and so of course that's going to be a really really hard dog to replace and you guys have got jr's good about you know like you said getting a dog if he thinks it's going to work and so do you think that maybe it's going to be a committee deal where you guys are going to replace ruby because you know it, it'd be hard for just one dog to do what ruby did
1: there's no there's no doubt and it, it's kind of like even what what's crazy about ruby is she's still better than right now at almost 11 she she's still better than about 90 percent of them you know yep. just consistent about what she does so it's always hard to leave her at home actually she was in heat for that hunt so that kind of helped but um yeah that's always a, that's a big deal to get over and leave her at home but uh that you know this dog here showed the most promise here for yep. sure she's she's put it together um won that truck and then went went down to oklahoma last weekend and um three cash she was on eight trees and had seven coons and then you know so yep. i mean she's she's putting it together so we're gonna keep rolling with it she's my style she's very good strike dog and uh looking to be by herself and have them coons she that's a that's her big thing she has has coons when she's trees so
0: yeah i know that uh even uh brett did pretty well down there in oklahoma too and that ripper dog what's that dog like
1: uh rippers the style of dog that uh, nobody's gonna like but your,
0: pocketbook <laughs> <laughs> but, but brett myers brett myers loves those brett dogs myers
1: will love him <laughs> brett myers will love him i'm telling you he's a he is an aggravating dog that has real country and uh ability i've always called him a Nikki hale special i guess yeah. is what i call him he's a he's a get struck uh, best strike dog i've ever ever seen and um well tree a coon and maybe cover on three or
0: yeah.
1: or all of them or you know, he, uh, can look very good in coons. Um,
0: oh, I've thinking. said, he, I've said here recently, those dogs that'll pack around a little bit and the way ours are right now would be poison in some of these hunts, especially when they're drawing a bunch of coon dogs.
1: Well, that's the thing where you're going to these, hun- everybody's going to these hunts where there's big money now, you know, or, yeah. you know, um, everybody's got th- these dogs all have coons. You tree a den tree anymore. That's about like trying a slick tree, right? you know? you're just out you're done you're about ko'd on the deal so you know most so a dog that covers a little bit is just probably getting plus points every time because all these dogs have coons you know
0: yeah i agree what about at that truck hunt and of course everybody can see the live coverage that we did through joy dog food uh you can go on the joy facebook page and look at that and it was a fun cast in a lot of different ways though we didn't treat a lot of coon you know the coons weren't moving real good all weekend it didn't seem like and uh you're walking in at the end of that hunt and you have a coon here you're pretty much you know it's pretty much a up. was you feeling pretty good walking into that last tree with
1: yeah yeah i was feeling i was feeling good about walking into the tree i wasn't feeling so good about walking in before that you know i was waiting to get (laughs) waiting to get a minus and maybe have to retrieve my dog but um, um but they yeah, no, I, I walk that's one thing about this dog walking into the trees, you know. If she stays and everything stays there, I feel real good about it always. Um that's kinda she's she's became a super accurate dog as far as that goes. And I had I had him in a bind if I could score a coon, you know. Yeah. Um I was pretty well it was gonna be a wrapped up deal. We were running low on time and and uh I'd had that circle there you know so i was gonna have more circle even somebody treated coon so yeah, yeah we were just we weren't we were in good shape uh, you know once we got if we get our hands on her and she had the coon and, and she did you know it was the only one we actually scored in that late round which was surprising because i've been on that spot before and treed 10 and 12 of them so right
0: right um, well, you're, yeah. luck, you're lucky that you had... Well, you're not lucky because it didn't matter in the long run. If you'd have took your no. 100, 100 minus uh, for treeing the wrong dog or something like that, but you had Bionic or Levi Stevenson, who apparently can hear way better than everybody else in the cast, and he heard her through there.
1: That's right. That's <laughs> right. He did. And, I, you know, I did mess up there 100%. When Garrett... When Garrett, uh, when Garrett treated his dog, you know, she was in there bawling. I hadn't heard her treat. You know, yeah. it was in that hole and she was bawling and bawling. I already knew my dog was treated. And then we probably walked another quarter or so. And I really thought Garrett's dog was going to be running, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um,
0: they did sound a lot alike too. Those dogs, and then when we, we
1: get stopped and then you can hear a dog that sounds just, I mean, almost identical, just a high pitched, uh, dog through their tree. And it sounded nothing like Garrett's when he treated and I treated, it. And, uh, it all worked out. Like I said, it wasn't going to matter anyway, but yeah, that was, uh, you know, when you're meant to win, you're going to win no matter what you do. Yeah. I'm telling you, sometimes it just don't matter, you yeah.
0: know? No, I mean, really you played it off the best you could. Uh, it's the handler's job to overcome his own mistakes and the dog's mistakes. And I don't think you did anything. I'm doing the same thing if I'm in your situation where I make a bad call and then I talk the judge into heres the dog you know I mean we're all going to do the same thing that's part of being a teammate with, you know with that dog
1: yeah no, if you're not sticking up for your dog there's no point in going because you're that's your team that's your team while you're out there Get right
0: them. we had a guy that was talking about how you know I always tell people don't minus your own dog and someone said that was cheating and I said well when's the last time that you told the referee about your player other player on your team committing a foul Exactly. You, know, you just don't do that, you know. If if you're the umpire and you know, or if you're a pitcher and you know, you're not getting balls and strikes, you're not gonna you're not gonna get it get onto the umpire about you know giving your guy something. So it's the same same principle, I think.
1: There was an old man uh, named Joe McMillan. Uh, he was from over on Dearborn, Chad Riddle's grandpa, so it was yeah. He, that's uh, one of the first things he ever taught me about about competition shooting. He said, "The first thing you don't do," he said, uh, "you don't ever tell nobody minus your dog." Yeah. <laughs>
0: you Especially know, in a situation like ours with do. a non-hunting judge.
1: Yeah, yeah. You let you let, the, you let the everybody else sort that part out. But That's right? Anyway, but how yeah, you don't li- don't how you
0: liking the new truck, history. Wes? I seen you was down in Oklahoma and you was driving it, and you're going to keep it. Looks like
1: absolutely, it's great i mean it, it's a truck to me is worth which you know i have a new truck but it's the one time i use it for work and i was driving it to, to coon hunts you know so you're taking your work stuff out you know putting your coon hunting stuff in it's just kind of a pain but a truck to me is worth more than money you yeah. know i mean i think it's gonna last a good while hopefully it's nice just to have a truck you can just get in and go to coon hunts and they i'm the nissan trucks are nice you yeah. guys they're um they they you can run they got plenty of power you can run down the road whatever however fast you want to go and and uh just roll on i mean and they, they seem to get pretty decent gas mileage and yeah
0: if uh so. if folks would have seen what you used to pack ruby around when she was winning all that money <laughs> they <would have> <laughs> no doubt a little wired up dog box in a two-wheel drive well the one truck i backed into and caved the whole door in <laughs> i
1: actually was at the hunt in that truck matter of fact my like, good truck i hit the hit the deer in and they asked me what i was going to do after that uh hunt i said well i'm gonna leave this white truck here yeah, you know somebody steals it, they steal it i'm gonna take this new truck and get out of here
0: <laughs> does it still got the big dent in the door
1: oh yeah it's still, it's still there it's still there
0: all right Wes, well i appreciate you sitting down with me congratulations it looks like you and red got a big future and what about uh you got the announcement to make you bred ruby again i hear
1: yeah yeah we bred ruby i tell you there's a million different options when you got something like ruby debris too you got you got people out there, you know, and you can only make so many crosses. But I just kind of went with, uh, with Ralph because I'd never bred to a tree dog before. We'd never bred to a tree dog before. And for the fact that, uh, you know, why not help the people have been helping you? Yep. So,
0: and there's nothing wrong with Ralph. Ralph's won his fair share, too, and a good coon dog in his own right.
1: Yeah, and I've seen some pups. They're starting early and, and got some things going out there. And people need to watch because I'll tell you, uh we bred like seven females all within 60 days and uh jr did a deal like this already them pups are about eight months old but he's basically i so oh, it's going to be 20 or 25,000. he's going to put out there again on these seven females that we about to breed yep and uh i sell all these pups off and it'll pay good money for getting in pro sport hunts or you know just night champion. And I mean, it's it's pretty big deal, people. If they're looking for a pup, they need to be watching that because that'll be coming out here in the next month or so.
0: so. Yeah, yeah. When them pups are born, you guys can check out Wes's Facebook page. I'm sure he's going to have the pictures of the pups on there. Of course, you'll probably put them on Pro Hound and stuff like that for any of those interested to want to get a hold of you.
1: Yep, absolutely, absolutely.
0: All right, Wes, I'm going to let you get back to work. I appreciate you sitting down with me.
1: Yep, thank you, Josh. All right, Take have care. a good
0: one, Wes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Wes Hamilton, uh, him and Red Trucks Pro Sport truck winners. Uh, thanks to Wes for sitting down with me and taking time out of his busy day. He said he was building a building today over around Bethany, Missouri. So, uh, yeah, great stuff there from Wes. Congratulations to him, and kudos to Pro Sport for uh, putting on those truck hunts i i'm still dead set i'm gonna win one one of these days i had to buy a nissan or joy bought me a nissan here recently so i'd like to actually win one uh yeah great events congratulations to wes uh that will or conclude i guess our tree dog tuesday uh another fantastic show remember to keep those questions coming in uh through our email josh at Joydogfood.com, if you'd like to hear them on the podcast uh if you guys need anything else as far as dog food, uh check out our Facebook page, our Instagram, all our social media stuff. You can go to joydogfood.com for all the info. Uh the phone number is right there on the website. Of course, we got a contact us page. Uh if you're looking to feed Joy Dog Food and support this podcast and support those that support us as houndsmen, uh Just go on there, joydogfood.com. You'll get all the info you need. You can also email any questions as far as that goes to me at josh at joydogfood.com. So, but yeah, that's it. That's going to wrap up our Tree Dog Tuesday. Remember, we have the Fueled by Joy Working Dog Podcast tomorrow. Uh, So tune in there. We got some fantastic content coming your way on that as well. So until next week, we will see you.